Welcome to Zichud Dafsi Manim Ram Gold Hi, and here is Zerches Nedarim Daf Yud Beis, the first parak Kol Knuye. So the three times we're going to focus on number one, the Gemara attempts to bring a second proof to Rami Baruchama's inquiry whether one is Matpis's netter to an item in its original state of Isra or to its current state of Heter from a Bryce which states that if one vows not to eat meat nor drink wine on a given day, Kiyom Shemesbo Avi, like the day his father died, in addition to other examples, his netter is effective. Shmuel had said about this brisa, but who osa yom? It's effective only if he was once before bound by such a netter on this day, meaning he had previously vowed to refrain from the above on the anniversary of his father's death. Even though there were many such anniversaries thereafter on which he didn't refrain, the netter is effective. So we see then that Be'ikakamatvis, one links his netter with the original state of this day, which is the first anniversary, when he did refrain from meat and wine. The Gemara deflects this proof by amending Shmuel's statement to be, It's effective only if he was bound by such a netter from this day on, meaning every anniversary until now. Thus, the netter is effective irrespective of which anniversary he may be referencing. Point number two, the Gemara attempts a third proof from a Mishnah on Daf Yud Gemal Mabes, which states, If one declares an item, like Arn's challah, referring to the challah that separated from dough for a koan, or like his truma, it's permitted. This is because these are considered a Dabra Asur, an inherently forbidden item, as opposed to a Dabra Nadur, an item prohibited through vowing. The Gemara infers that had he said, Ketrumas Lachme Toda, like the Truma of the breads of a carbon Toda, meaning the four loaves separated from the forty loaves to be given to the Kohen, the vow would be affected because this is a Dabra Nadur. Tosas the Rush explained that with ordinary Truma, the grain is forbidden beforehand as well because of the Tevil prohibition. Thus, it's not his truma designation that makes it prohibited, as opposed to the loaves of Toda, which were originally Chulun. The Gemara suggests that this should be a proof that Be'ikakamapis, because the loaves were presumably designated for the Kohen after the Zrika, since only then are they fit for consumption. The Gemara answers that the first case of truma in the Brites may actually refer to this truma of Valchmei Toda, in which case they are permitted. And point number three, the Gemara offers an alternative answer to its third proof, that truma of Valchmei Toda is not included in the category of Arn's truma and can actually be taken long before Zeriki, even in the dough state, at which time it's not yet permitted to be eaten. The Gemara shows this by quoting Shmuel as having said, Valchmei Toda she'afen ba'ar b'chalos yatsa. Loaves of Toda that he baked as four large loaves, meaning he baked each of the four types as a single large loaf instead of 40 consisting of 10 each, he's Yotzi. After clarifying, that one cannot take Truma from one type of loaf for another, and and that the Truma cannot be a piece of the loaf, but a loaf itself, the Gemara concludes that the process must have been where he separated Truma at the dough stage. He prepared four different types of dough, separated each one into ten loaves of unbaked bread, took one loaf from each as truma, and then combined the nine remaining loaves of each type into one large dough and baked it, resulting in four different breads. Since truma may be taken from Lachme Toda at the dough stage before the Zrika Zadam, it can certainly be used as a Dava Nadur. As a result, Rami Barchama's question is still left unresolved. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara attempts to bring a second proof to Rami Barakama's inquiry whether one is Matbis's netter to an item in its original state of Isser or to its current state of Heter from a Brisa, which states that if one vows not to eat meat nor drink wine on a given day, Kayom Shemesbo Avi, like the day his father died, in addition to other examples, the netter is effective. Shmuel had said about this Brisa, but who shall not osa yom? 
It's effective only if he was once before bound by such a netter on this day, meaning he had previously vowed to refrain from the above on the anniversary of his father's death. Even though there were many such anniversaries thereafter on which he didn't refrain, the netter is effective. So we see then that Be'ikah Kamatvis, one links his netter with the original state of this day, which is the first anniversary, when he did refrain from meat and wine. The Gemara deflects this proof by amending Shmuel's statement to be, It's effective only if he was bound by such a netter from this day on, meaning every anniversary until now. Thus, the netter is effective irrespective of which anniversary he may be referencing. Point number two, the Gemara attempts a third proof from a Mishnah on Daf Yud Gemma base, which states, If one declares an item, like Aaron's Chala, referring to the Chala that's separated from dough for a Kohen, or like his Truma, it's permitted. This is because these are considered a Dabra Asr, an inherently forbidden item, as opposed to a Dabra Nadur, an item prohibited through vowing. The Gemara infers that had he said, like the truma of the breads of a carbon toda, meaning the four loaves separated from the forty loaves to be given to the Kohen, the vow would be effective because this is a Dabra Nadur. Tosas the Rosh explained that with ordinary truma, the grain is forbidden beforehand as well because of the Tevil prohibition. Thus, it's not his truma designation that makes it prohibited, as opposed to the loaves of Toda, which were originally Hulun. The Gemara suggests that this should be a proof that because the loaves were presumably designated for the Kohen after the Zrika, since only then are they fit for consumption. The Gemara answers that the first case of Truma in the Brightson may actually refer to this Truma of Valchme Toda, in which case they are permitted. And point number three, the Gemara offers an alternative answer to its third proof, that Truma of Lachme Toda is not included in the category of Arn's Truma and can actually be taken long before Zeriki, even in the dough state, at which time it's not yet permitted to be eaten. The Gemara shows this by quoting Shmuel as having said, Lachme Toda she'afem yatsa, loaves of Toda that he baked as four large loaves, meaning he baked each of the four types as a single large loaf instead of 40 consisting of 10 each, He's Yotzi. After clarifying, that one cannot take truma from one type of loaf for another, and and that the truma cannot be a piece of the loaf, but a loaf itself, the Gemara concludes that the process must have been where he separated truma at the dough stage. He prepared four different types of dough, separated each one into ten loaves of unbaked bread, took one loaf from each as truma, and then combined the nine remaining loaves of each type into one large dough and baked it, resulting in four different breads. Since truma may be taken from Lachme Toda at the dough stage before the Zrika Zadam, it can certainly be used as a Dabra Nadur. As a result, Rami Barchama's question is still left unresolved. All right, so now we get our Simmer Daf Yud base, and our standard Simmon is 12 brothers. 12 brothers, so here goes. The 12 brothers who each vowed not to eat or drink on their father's yard site got so hungry that they started to dream of eating Kachal's Aron Ukutrumaso and decided to distract themselves by separating Truma from the Lachme Toda while it was still in its dough state. So once again, slow motion. The twelve brothers, twelve brothers, that must be more enough. Yud Beis. The twelve brothers who each vowed not to eat or drink on their father's yard side, which reminds us the Gemara attempted to bring a second proof to Rami Barakhama's inquiry whether one is Matbis as netter to an item in its original state of Isser or to its current state of Heter, from a bright which states that if one vows not to eat meat nor drink wine on a given day, Kiyom Shemesbo Avi, like the day his father died, the netter is effective. The proof is rejected when the Gemara says the cases where the brothers had fasted every year on their father's yard side. So the twelve brothers who each vowed not to eat or drink 
on their father's yard side, got so hungry that they started to dream of eating Kachal's Arno Kutrumasa, which reminds us the Gemara attempted a third proof from a Mishnah Dab Yud base, which states if one declares an item, Kachal's Arno Kutrumasa, Mutter, like Arn's Chala or like his Truma, it's permitted. This is because they're considered a Dabra Asr, an inherently forbidden item, as opposed to a Dabra Nadur, an item prohibited through vowing. The more infers that had he said Kutrumas Lachme Toda, like the Truma of the breads of a carbon toda, meaning the four loaves separate from the forty loaves to be given to the Kohen, the vow would be effective because it's a Dabra Nadur. The Gemara will come to reject the proof. So the twelve brothers who each vowed not to eat or drink on their father's yard side got so hungry that they started to dream of eating Kachal's Arun Ukutrumaso and decided to distract themselves by separating Truma from their Lachmi Toda while it was still in its dose day, which reminds us the more demonstrates how Truma can be taken from Lachmi Toda while it's still in its dose day. So once again. The twelve brothers who each vowed not to eat or drink on their father's yard side got so hungry that they started to dream of eating Kachal's Aron Ukutrumaso and decided to distract themselves by separating Truma from their Lachme Toda while it was still in its dose state. Alright, so now we go to our four blot back Chazara. Dav Ches. So the similar Dav Ches is Chala. So here goes. When the inspired bake who vowed to wake up early to learn Masechus Chala, Chala, that must be on Dav Ches. When the inspired baker who vowed to wake up early to learn Masechus Chala arrived at the base Midrash, which reminds us Rav Gittel taught in the name of Rav, one who says, I will rise early and learn this parak or learn this Masech, he has made a great netter to Hashem. Since he can put himself in the explicit mitzvah to learn Torah by simply reciting Krishma in the morning and evening, the oath takes effect on him because he has sworn to do beyond what he was explicitly commanded at Harsinai. So when the inspired baker who vowed to wake up early to learn Masechus Chala arrived at the base Midrash, he found a distraught friend who couldn't sleep after having a nightmare that he was excommunicated, which reminds Rabbi Yosef said, If they excommunicated someone in his dream, he needs ten people to release it for him. The Ron explains that we're concerned that this Nidui was imposed by an agent of Hashem, and therefore ten people are required to annul the Nidui since the Shekhinah joins an assemblage of ten people. So when the inspired baker who vowed to wake up early to learn Masechus Chala arrived at the base Medrash, he found a distraught friend who couldn't sleep after having a nightmare that he was excommunicated and who only felt better when the sun began to rise. Which reminds us, Abai said we learn from the Pasuk which states, Shemesh Tzedak Umarpe, a son of righteousness and healing, that the dust of the day, meaning the sun, heals. The Gemara says that this Pshat is in disagreement with that of Rish Lakish, who used this Pasuk as a source for his statement, that in Gehenim Olam Haba, there is no Gehenim in the world to come. Ela, Kosh Baruch Hu Motzi Chamim Natika, rather, Kosh Baruch will take the sun out of its case, and the Siddiquim will be healed by it, and the wicked will be dealt justice by it. Daf Tess, so the similar Daf Tess, is a teapot. So here goes. The group of Rashaim sitting around drinking tea, drinking tea, that must be on Daf Tess, teapot. The group of Rishayim sitting around drinking tea and making nadarim, which reminds us the mission states as another example of Yadus nadarim. If one says kinidri Rishayim, nadubanazur ubakarun ubishvua, like the vows of the wicked, he's made a netter to be a nazar or to bring a carbon or to effect an oath. This qualifies as a netter because it's within the practice of the Rishayim to make nadarim. If one says kinidri kasherim, like the vows of the virtuous, it's not effective because it's not the practice of the virtuous to make nadarim. Still. If he said kinid vosam, like their pledges, the vow is effective because the ksherim do make pledges. 
So the group of Rashaim sitting around drinking tea and making nadarim were rebuked by the waiter who told them it's better to not vow at all than even to vow and pay, which reminds us of Pasuk and Kohelet states, It's better that you do not vow than vow and not pay. Rabbi Meir says, Better than vowing and paying and vowing and not paying is one who does not vow at all. Rabbi Yudah says, Better than not vowing and vowing and not paying is one who vows and pays. The Ron explains that Rabbi Yudah's opinion is based on the previous passage which says, That which you vow, pay. So the group of Rashaim sitting around drinking tea and making nadarim were rebuked by the waiter who told them it's better to not vow at all than even to vow and pay. But making a dava of Nazirus, like the handsome man with the long curly hair sitting in the corner next to the mirror, is totally acceptable, which reminds us of the story of Shimon Tzadik and the handsome Nazir with beautiful hair. Daf Yud. So the similar Daf Yud is a minion of Yidin. So here goes. The pious members of a minion of Yidin, a minion of Yidin? That must be more on Daf Yud. The pious members of a minion of Yidin who pledged to become Nazirim, so they can bring a khatas, which reminds us, Rabbi holds that it is virtuous to become a Nazir, as he said, Chasidim Rishim Hei Misavim. Having karmachatas, the early pious ones desired to bring a karmachatas, because a karmachatas does not bring any stumbling through them, so they do not have their own chatas obligations. Mayosin, what do they do instead? They would arise and pledge Naziris to Hashem to become thereby obligated in the karmachatas to Hashem. So the pious members of a minion of Yidden, who pledged to become Nazirim, so they can bring a chatas, were in shock when the rabbi called them sinners for abstaining from wine, which reminds us of Rabbi Shimon, however, disagreed with Rabbi Yehuda and said that the pious would not accept Naziris, so they should not be called sinners, as it says, the keeper of and the Kohen will atone from the Nazir for having sinned relating to the soul. The Gemara quotes a similar position, who added, regarding which soul did he sin, El it's rather because he afflicted himself by abstaining from wine. So the pious members of a minion of Yidin who pledged to become Nazirim, so they can bring Achatas, were in shock when the rabbi called them sinners for abstaining from wine. Just as news broke out that the Chami invented canoeing for Nidarim, lest people who should just say carbon will come to simply say Lashem, which reminds us, Ryokhan said that Kinuim are Lashen Umos hen. They are from the languages of other nations, whereas Reish Lakish said, Lashen Shabadulim Chachamulios Noderbo. They are terms the Chamim invented to vow with. The Gemara explains Reish Lakish's opinion that the reason they created substitute terms rather than using the original term carbon was out of fear that a person may intend to say carbon Lashem and may say only Lashem to Hashem, thus saying Hashem's name in vain. Daf Yid Alf. So the similar Daf Yid Alf is stars, like the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. So here goes. The eccentric guide of the planetarium, which had strict rules about not eating your star exhibits, star exhibits, that must be around Daf Yid Alf. Stars. The eccentric guide of the planetarium, which had strict rules about not eating your star exhibits, was frustrated that his guests did not make an inference from his comment of not hulun, that which you eat. Which reminds us, the Mishnah Daf Yid Amabes taught that one who says lechun sh'okhlocha, aser, not chulun should be that which you eat of yours. He is forbidden from eating his friend's food. Lachun is interpreted as lachun, not chulun. The Gemara here explains that by saying it should not be chulun, it's inferred that it should be instead like a carbon and determines that the Tana is Rabbi Yehuda, for it cannot be Rabbi Mer, for Rabbi Mer does not hold of that from an inference of a negative, you hear a positive. So he would not consider this vow effective. 
So the eccentric guide to the planetarium, which had strict rules about not eating near star exhibits, was frustrated that his guests did not make an inference from his comment of, not who and that which you eat. So instead he told them, which meant that because it's like a carbon you cannot eat, which reminds us where interprets the words, to mean, like a carbon your food should be, therefore I will not eat of yours. So the eccentric guide to the planetarium, which had strict rules about not eating near star exhibits, was frustrated that his guests did not make an inference from his comment of not and that which you eat. So instead told them, well, carbon which meant that because it's like a carbon you cannot eat, and then showed them a constellation that will take the meat of a shlamim. After Zrika, which reminds us, Rami Barakama asked, If one said this should be to me like the meat of a carbon shlamim, after this Rika of the blood, what is the halacha? The Gemara clarifies that the inquiry was made where a person had the meat of the shlamim after his Rika in front of him, and said about a second permitted item in front of him, zeh kazeh, this should be like this. The question is, is he linking the netter with its origin, meaning the primary state of the carbon, before this Rika in which it was prohibited, or is he linking the netter with its current permitted status? All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we learn that one who says, I will rise early and learn this parak or learn this mesechta, he has made a great vow to Hashem. That's on Dav. Ches. Good. Number two, which of the mission which states, Lachun Aser is not Rabbi Meir, for he doesn't hold of Mikol Rav Atashamehen. That's on Dav. Yidav. Good. Number three, which of the one, if someone hears another one say Hashem's name in vain, he should excommunicate him. That's on Dav. Zion. Good number four. Which stuff do we discuss a case where one says he will not eat or drink Kiyom Shemesbo Aviv, like on the day his father died? That's on Dav. Yud base. Good number five. Which stuff do we the review said that the Hasidim Mishun would pledge Nazirus so they could bring a Chattas to Hashem? That's on Dav. Yud. Good number six. Which stuff do we the one who has a dream that he was excommunicated needs ten people to release it for him? That's on Dav. Ches. Good. Number seven. Which chapter do we have the story of Shimon and Tzaddik and the handsome Nazar with the beautiful hair? That's on Dav. Tess. Good. Number eight. Which stuff does the Gemara attempt to resolve Rami Barakham's inquiry from the Mishnah where one uses the Russian of Kachalus Arun Ukutrumaso in his netter? That's on Dav. Yudbeis. Good. Number nine. Which chapter in the Marzutor Hasidah would excommunicate himself first before excommunicating his Talmud and then later would release himself and the Talmud? That's on Dav. Zion. Good. And number 10. Which stuff does Gemara discuss separating Truma from the Lachme Toda while it's still in its dough state? That's on Dav. Yud Beis. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Goldham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.